True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network. This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. I'm your host, Justin Fraser, and today I have a topic for you. This is a solo episode. I want to share with you a talk about tenant skips and why I love them. I had a conversation recently with one of our partners, and we were talking about we just had a, a tenant skip out, and um, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, we, we had a skip, and, you know, we've got to now go do something with that unit, and I said, yes, <laughs> It's so exciting uh, because uh, I love them. Tenant skips are the best way for me to get a unit back from someone that probably was not going to pay rent anyway. Let's take, break it down and start from the beginning. What is a tenant skip? So let's say we've got a tenant in our, our property and we, you know, obviously they're paying rent. Fine. Tenant, tenants in there paying rent. Happy, happy, happy. At some point, uh, the tenant leaves either through their lease ending and they decide to move on or they stop paying. And so if a tenant can no longer pay, there's really two options. There's the eviction option or they could decide where, where we force them out. So an eviction obviously is when I have to go to court and say, hey, uh, judge, here's the proof. This guy has not been paying and he's got to go. A skip, however, really cuts out the middleman. A, a skip is when the tenant says, hey, you know what? I can't pay anymore. I'm just going to drop my keys off and get on out of here. Um, and I love that for, for so, so many reasons. So um, it one, I don't have to hire an eviction attorney, but more importantly than that is the timing, the timing of it all. So let's talk through a typical month. So if uh, on the first of the month, the tenant pays rent, great. They go through the month. Now we're at the first of the next month. They, for some reason, decide they cannot pay rent. They're not going to stay here. So if I have to go the eviction route, I'm probably not going to find out that they haven't paid until you know, the 5th, right? Because rent's due by the 5th. Um, then I'm going to post a notice on the door. And there's usually, you know, depending on the state, another week or so until, um, you know, they have a pay or quit notice. And then after that, we can file for eviction. So now we're more than halfway through the month and I can file eviction. Now, all this is in non-COVID times. Right now, here in 2020, when this is being recorded, I cannot evict. There's very, very little uh, opportunity for me to evict a tenant. So what I need to do, what I love to do, is to have them say they want to go on their own. So rather than having to go through the cost, the payment, um, the, the struggle of, of drawing this whole thing out, now we're moving most likely, even best case scenario, right? They didn't pay on the first. We've gone through the whole month. We're now into the next month when we get a court date. Could be seven or eight weeks until in best case scenario in non-COVID times before that tenant gets out. But here's the flip side. When a tenant does skip, right? They drop their keys off by the fifth. We know. Now, <laughs> sometimes tenants are great and they'll come to us and just walk in the door, hand us their keys and say, hey, uh, I'm out of here. Well, that allows me to then take, if they're not going to pay their rent, I have a security deposit for them. So I, I'm really covered for that, that whole next month. Tenants generally know that and they're fine leaving their security deposit and just walking away. 
Once they do that, I can prep the unit and I can basically be lined up. Technically, you know, they paid for that that month or, or you know, we have to go through through a process here. But by the first of the next month, I can move a, a tenant right in. So I actually, because I have their security deposit, I have no gap in income, but I'm able to go in, turn the unit, get it ready for the next tenant to come in. So I absolutely love that because the process does not get drawn out. I have a property, our most successful property, uh, the Preakness Apartments. We do get tend to get one to two skips per month. Um, these are tenants that know they're not going to be able to pay and they just come in, they drop their keys off. And guess what? We encourage it. We tell them, hey, if, if you're going to go rather than get an eviction on your record, why don't you just come drop your keys off and, and just get on out of here? Um, and, and generally, um, at least at that property, they, they tend to like it. Now, our latest acquisition, uh, Diamond Ridge, we just had eight <laughs> skips. Um, and this is actually intentional. And this is this is not really financially related or collections related, but we put a few things in place so that we would encourage skips. And we want certain tenants, we call them undesirable tenants, to leave. Now, an undesirable tenant, as I spoke about in the first half of this episode, could be a tenant that's not paying. But the other kind of undesirable tenant is a tenant that is attracting unwanted attention. Maybe they're selling things uh, you shouldn't be selling at a property. Maybe they have a lot of uh, traffic uh, coming in and out of their units. If you know what I mean? There's a lot of uh, attention, you know, in and out. These are tenants that we don't want at our property. These are tenants that you don't want to have live next door to you. These are tenants that attract unwanted attention, um, generally bringing uh, higher crime um, and, and making for the tenants that do want to be there, the tenants that are going to pay on time, makes them really not want to live there so much. You, you don't want to live next to someone that's got all kinds of activity happening outside their door at all hours of the night in and out. So let's say we have that. Let's say we have some tenants that we call undesirable, that we really don't want to be in that apartment complex. What do we do? What do we do with these guys? Well, there's a few things that we can do that are not a straight eviction. That's actually not even through the, the, the process at all, but we can encourage them to drop their keys and skip out on us. We, we encourage them to make the decision for themselves. And we generally do this with every property we take over. And so since we just took over Diamond Ridge, I wanted to share with you what we did and how I got those eight skips in the first month. Number one, we increase lighting. Any dark corners on the property are places that tenants might want to be hiding out, selling things, doing things they shouldn't be doing. So we get rid of the dark spots. Obviously, you can't get rid of every dark spot, but guess what? Every hallway that didn't have a light now has a light. Every uh, front door that had a, a bulb burned out now has a new bulb. Every breezeway has a new bulb installed. Every uh, outdoor light, the wall packs on the, on the corners of the property all get brand new lights. This all happens in the first two weeks of ownership for every property we take over. We increase every light. And so actually during our due diligence, we drive the property at night. We make notes of all the dark corners, all the alleys, all the, the breezeways that have no lights. And we know that those are our target areas. And more often than not, um, when you look at a crime report or you talk to a local police officer, the areas that are the darkest are the or the apartments or the breezeways. You know, if you've got a building that's sort of all dark in the breezeway, that's generally the building that the cops are paying the most attention to. So we work very closely with the local police officers and we tell them what we're trying to do and how we're trying to clean this place up. The other thing we do to take that a step further is we actually pay for police patrols. So now if I'm a tenant that it has um, you know, some traffic coming into my apartment and now, now it's bright, so, so people can presumably see what I'm doing, 
guess what? Now there's a cop that patrols. And so from the hours of, you know, 5 p.m. right now, it's getting dark around five o'clock. So from basically darkness through the night, I will pay as the owner and asset manager, I will pay to have a police officer patrol my property if there's a lot of crime, if it's a property that has that. The property that we're taking over, C-class asset, it's a turnaround project. There are a, were a handful of undesirable tenants. So we will pay, we are paying for police officers to patrol the property. What does this do? This increases the communication between us and the local police department. It improves response time because someone's already at the property. But more importantly, most importantly, it's a deterrent and it encourages tenants to skip that we want to skip. So again, we're making everything bad for business. If they've got a side business where, where they've got you know people coming in and out, we want to do everything we can to make business bad for them. We want them to go somewhere else and conduct their business. So we brighten it up. We have police patrolling. We have police checking tags, making sure that the cars that are parked are registered to, um, to, to tenants that belong at the property. We're towing unwanted cars and we're basically just cleaning up the whole property. The other thing we do, we cut down <laughs> all the trees, all the trees that are blocking lights, blocking line of sight, um, blocking anything that, you know, basically I want to be able to see, have those cops that are patrolling, be able to see across the property, see what's happening. So we're going to trim everything up, make line of sight a lot easier, make it difficult for people to hide. And guess what? The tenants that want to be there, the tenants that you want there that are going to pay on time, that are, are you know, going to enjoy the amenities that you're offering, those are the tenants we want to keep. They appreciate it. And because we know that because we talk to them and we and, and all the feedback we're getting already five weeks into this project, tenants are saying, we love the police presence. We feel it. Our kids feel it. We feel uh, a better energy here. We know we see people leaving and the feedback is so great to get that feedback from uh, the tenants themselves. We hear it from the maintenance staff, how they feel better you know, working at the property. We feel better having contractors come onto the property. So overall, we're encouraging this. So it's amazing to see that just those few tweaks in the first four, four to five weeks of ownership resulted in eight skips. These are all tenants that we knew we wanted to get out. So we're very excited about that. Um, we have a ways to go. We're going to continue doing that. But you know, a skip. The point of this episode is to tell you that for whether it's financially beneficial or just overall appeal of the property and for your other tenants, uh, a skip is a great thing. We're able to get our units back faster. We can turn those units, renovate them, put new desirable qualified tenants in, right? Because I don't know if I take over this property, I don't know how they were qualified for the previous owner or manager. If I take over, I know they're going to meet my income credit and criminal requirements. And that is going to produce a better quality tenant for us and for our property. So moral of the story is encourage skips, do what you can to promote skips where you can. Obviously we're targeting undesirable tenants. We're targeting tenants that, that aren't going to pay or that are causing trouble at the property, but there are certain things that you can do to encourage that. And uh, that's the lesson here. If you like this episode, please visit our website, truemultifamily.show. Like, subscribe, share this episode. We'd love to hear from you. I want to know what you are doing to encourage tenant skips. Or if you feel the exact opposite, I want to hear that too. Let's have a debate. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community. And you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have this show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. 
Check that out at podmax.co.